What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in the lovely city of Kinston, North Carolina. It is Thursday, April the 27th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 847 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, why, by golly, they'll be joining me at the end of the first hour today for the birthday game. We've got a, a very unique show here for you today. As always, uh, joining me here in our first hour, it will be our regular Thursday guest. He's a longtime PA voice for the University of Mount Olive Athletics and doing just a freaking awesome job for the Downey's Wood Ducks. Uh, it's our good friend, uh, Sugar Shane Albee. Uh, he'll be joining us. Uh, we're going to get him on here a little bit earlier than we typically do because uh, since we're doing the birthday game here in the first hour, uh, but we're going to catch up on him catch up on him, catch up with him on everything going on with, uh, the, the down East wood ducks who, uh, by the way, go on the road and have back-to-back wins now, uh, after uh, struggling last week at home, but, uh, we'll catch up with him about the dudes, about the, uh, UMO Trojans and anything else we can think about with him. But today is, how about this for a treat in our second hour? It is NFL draft day. And our co-host and admitted Carolina Panthers fan, Jonathan Massey, is going to be joining me for the entire second hour. We're going to break down the draft. He's uh, even worked on a mock draft of his own. We will be comparing that against uh, maybe a couple of the guys from ESPN. And then what I want to do, he's going to get me a copy of that, and we're going to see how he does uh, against the real draft when it takes place tonight. So, uh, listen. Matt, like how we have all our other experts on here. Paul Whittington is our NASCAR expert, our Carolina Hurricanes and NHL expert. Uh, Richard Clark, definitely our NBA, our hoops expert. Uh, all our other guys that we have on here, I mean, that just say they have their area of expertise. Junius Smith III, prep sports. Uh, Mark Panicelli, just sports in general, and even Shane Albee uh, with the Down East Wood Ducks and, uh, and University of Mount Olive. I love that our first hour guests have such, you know, they're, they're so good with what they do and they know that's why we have them on Monday through Friday, uh, as a regular guest, but Jonathan really is, he's a, he's a football guru. Uh, he, he really knows his NFL draft and looking forward to having him in here. And like I said, we're going to break it down. We're going to go one through 31. I think there are only 31 picks this year in the uh, first round of the draft. Again, that kicks off tonight. It'll be on ABC. It'll be on ESPN. It'll be on the NFL Network. It's just uh, going to be a lot of fun uh, tonight and, like I said, this morning in our second hour. So there you go. Shane Aubie in our first hour. Jonathan Massey in our second hour. So we've got we've got a show for you today. Uh, Elza, let's, uh, let's jump right here into the monologue. Like I said, we are not playing around today since uh, we've, we're, we're, we're kind of tight for time. Uh, but LCC, uh, off yesterday, but they traveled to Bryant and Stratton, uh, this weekend, uh, beginning tomorrow. In fact, they play a doubleheader tomorrow. They play one game on Saturday. The Lancers are 30 and 14 overall. They're 22 and nine in region 10. Bryant and Stratton is a good team in their own right. They're 27 and 22 overall, 15 and 13 in region 10. So those are going to be three big, three good and big games. And it matters a lot to the Lancers. looks like Bryant and Stratton is pretty much already locked in to uh, their position for uh, the Region 10 tournament that takes place next week in Moorhead City. Uh, LCC, though, really needs to win uh, one game, one game to clinch uh, the Region 10 title or the Region 10 East title. So uh, they could do that in either end of the doubleheader tomorrow. 
or definitely on Saturday. So uh, we'll, we'll keep you up to date with that. We'll be uh, retweeting. We're not going to go to Virginia Beach and cover that, but we'll be retweeting everything that LCC sends us on that on Twitter. So be sure to check that out. But like I said, a big weekend for them. And then we'll have uh, Coach on next week as we get ready for the Region 10 tournament. It is uh, May the 4th through the 7th down in, uh, in Moorhead City. And we will be down there. I will be going down there for that. Uh, get you some good sound for that for uh, Friday's show and set you up for the whole weekend down there, too. Uh, how about the Downey Wood Ducks? Uh, I told you we're going to have Shane Albee on here in a little bit talking about them and talking about uh, UMO and just whatever else. Who knows what we'll talk about when we get Shane on, on the line with us here. But the Wood Ducks, uh, they get away from home, and uh, they're not a bad team. They're now 8-8 eight and eight overall. They're only one game out of first place after winning back-to-back games down in Fayetteville. Uh, they're like I said, the one game out of first place in the Carolina league. Is it South East something, whatever in their division of the Carolina league game three of their six game series in Fayetteville is today at seven Oh five. And you can actually watch that on MILBTV.com. Just go to the, uh, woodducksbaseball.com website. There's a link on there. You can click, click on that. And yeah, you'll have to pay a little bit, but it's worth it to be able to see your wood ducks when they are on the road. The Woodies, uh, like I said, they uh, are. It's only Game Three of their six-game set against Fayetteville today, and then they travel to Fredericksburg, Virginia next week. They'll take on the Nationals up there, and uh, they'll be finally back home for twelve straight games against Delmarva and Fayetteville beginning Tuesday, May the ninth. So a week from Tuesday, we'll have the Wood Ducks back. We'll be able to check that out. ECU uh, baseball they host Tulane this weekend. ECU is twenty-nine and twelve overall. They're seven and five in the AAC, and in one of those neat statistical anomalies, Tulane is the exact opposite. They are twelve and twenty-nine overall. They're five and seven in the AAC. But uh, the green wave of Tulane visits the Pirates of ECU this weekend at Clark LeClaire Stadium in a three-game set. Now it's scheduled to be played Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. However. Uh, I will be doing the game on uh, that's scheduled for Friday, but I got a message from our folks over at ECU. Very good chance that game Friday night is going to be moved. Uh, it looks like, and if it is moved, uh, it'll be uh, moved to a doubleheader on Saturday, and uh, game one would be at 1 o'clock on Saturday. But I, I hope to know something about that uh, before tomorrow morning's show or just, again, follow me on Twitter at BC Hanks. And if it does get moved, I'll definitely uh, tweet that information out to you guys. So, uh, again, uh, a big series, man. ECU's struggling right now. They've lost four in a row. Uh, they were, they went from being from hosting a, a uh, or being projected, let's say it that way, from being projected to host uh, a regional and potentially even a super regional if they kept winning to now being a number two seed just from those four straight losses. So. Uh, as Danny Rice says on uh, Facebook, hey, it's not over with yet. Let's wait till the end of the season. But as of right now, uh, the Pirates struggle a little bit. They they really need to, especially against a team that's as bad as Tulane is, they really need a, a three-game sweep and a decisive three-game sweep this weekend. I know I saw something, um, and I read so much. I wish I had written down where I read this at, guys. But uh, someone, it was maybe from D1 Baseball, a commentator from there, was talking about ECU, and they said, listen, a great home team. And, I mean, they are hard to beat in Clark LeClaire. I mean, they've only lost two games all season in Clark LeClaire. There's something like 24-2, and 23-2, something like that. And uh, But when they get on the road, they're suspect. And, I mean, they're suspect against just mediocre teams when they get on the road. So, uh, it's going to behoove them. And, and I, I foresee them sweeping Tulane this weekend, but it's got to be a pretty decisive sweep too. If they're, We don't want to see ECU having to go on the road in the NCAA tournament. I think anybody would agree with that. When they're in the friendly confines of Clark LeClaire, they are hard to beat. And I know that's what uh, Pirate Nation is hoping for. So, again, this weekend a big series against Tulane. And you may think, oh, well, they're 12-29 and 29, talking about Tulane. They the ECU needs to take care of business this weekend and put no doubt and just have some uh, have some blowout victories this weekend and you know what I have no doubt they're going to do that. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes they play Game Six of their first round Stanley Cup playoffs uh, tomorrow night Friday night in New York. Uh, they lead three games to two in that and uh, again that's a, a series that they absolutely positively need to uh, get wrapped up tomorrow night. 
I mean, I wouldn't mind a game seven, I guess, back in uh, Raleigh, but uh, why do that when you can go ahead and knock it out exactly the way the New York Knicks did last night? I mean, how about that? I mean, I, I had no idea going into the series. In fact, I thought Cleveland was going to win it. Uh, I thought it was going to be tight, but the doggone Knicks last night, they went 106 to 95 in Cleveland, and they wrap up their series in five games. So, uh, man, how about that? That was amazing. Uh, congratulations to the Knicks. I don't know how many Knicks fans I have in my life, but uh, you are moving on to the second round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, the Lakers uh, had a chance to wrap up their series last night. They were unable to do so. They lost 116-99 to to the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis last night. Uh, the Lakers still lead that series 3-2, to two, but it goes back to uh, L.A. now. How about uh, the biggest upset of the night? And, yeah, Knicks Cavaliers is a pretty big upset, but how about the Milwaukee Bucks bounced out of the NBA playoffs uh, by the Miami Heat, who had to win their way in to get into the playoffs? I mean, how amazing is that? Uh, the Miami Heat last night, 128 to 126 in overtime. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I mean, and this was in Milwaukee, too, to wrap up that series in five games. Uh, Jimmy Butler last night, 42 points, eight rebounds, and the Miami Heat, who really weren't guaranteed to be in the playoffs a week and a half ago, now advancing to the second round of the playoffs. So congratulations uh, to the Miami Heat, 128-126 winners in game five last night. They win that series four games to one. And then uh, the uh, Golden State Warriors, uh, they did exactly what uh, Richard Clark said they were going to do. They went in Sacramento last night, 123 to 116. They now take control of that series, three games to two, and there will be a game six in Golden State. So, uh, man, two, we had four series la or four games last night, three series that could have been wrapped up. Two of them actually were wrapped up. Uh, NBA playoffs tonight, only one game. Uh, the Boston Celtics travel to Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Uh, the Celtics lead that series three games to two. They have a chance to wrap it up. And, uh, man, I really hope they do, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, that's the only game we got tonight in the NBA playoffs. Uh, and it's a first-round matchup, like I said, game six, Celtics versus Hawks. And then uh, Friday night, tomorrow night, uh, the Warriors will be at home against the Kings. They'll have a chance to wrap up that series. They lead three to two. And the Lakers will be at home against uh, the Grizzlies. They're up 3-2. They have a chance to wrap up that series, too. So, man, I'm telling you, uh, some really, really, really good games. Heck, we'll even look forward to Saturday. If Hawks Celtics don't wrap up tonight, game seven of that series will be uh, Saturday at 730 on TNT. And then uh, the first game of uh, the Western semifinals between the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets. It's a 4-1 matchup. Uh, that game is at, uh, well, to be determined on TNT on Saturday. So there you go. There's your NBA playoffs wrap-up. And I tell you what, <clears throat> let's go ahead and get our, our good friend Sugar Shane up here on the line with us. Before we do that, though, let's thank our good friends over at Lenore Community College. For more than 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. In fact, summer semester begins May 22nd. Registration still underway for that, so get in touch with them. You can call them at 252-527-6223. You can visit their website at lenorecc.edu. Or even better, visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can be a part of summer semester and how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to Richie Honeycutt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College, for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks show. And I know we're getting him on here a little bit early today, but we're having to do the birthday game, uh, in the second half of the hour today. So I, I wanted to get, I wanted Shane, I wanted to squeeze as many minutes out of you as I could today, dude. Hey, boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say, well, well, oh, well, wow. That, that yeah, the, was, uh, my the, reflex kicked in there, dude. It did, man. And, and, uh, <laughs> starting to wake these, the uh, the Granger Stadium fans are starting to get used to some of those weird major league sounds, um, so I, I, I'm enjoying that. I know it's I know I'm a acquired taste. You so. are, but you're not an acquired taste, man. You are freaking killing it, dude. I mean, you are doing a good job. Well, now, let me tell you, everywhere I go, you know, I mean, at the gym, every place I go, people are like, 
wait a minute, you're not doing the PA this year? And I'm like, no, you know, I, I gave it up at the end of last year. Why? Don't you listen to my show? You would have already known this. But, <laughs> the, but to a person, and they, I said this yesterday to, uh, to John Clemens when he was in here yesterday, Shane, every single person to a person has been like, you know, that guy that's replaced you is doing a pretty doggone good job. I'm like, I know that's why we got him to do it. So, uh, yeah, you, you know what? You're, you're different, but better. Well, you know, well, it's just, it is, it's different. I wouldn't say better. It's just a different style. Um, I'm used to being a college baseball, um, announcer, you Which know, PA done announcer. For what, 25 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and as people, and I appreciate what John Clemens said yesterday, believe me, when he calls you solid, that's like, a fa- <laughs> that's like, uh, that's like, uh, let's do the money exchange right there. That's like, uh, in other countries that'd be, uh, worth a million dollars, whereas here it'd be worth a hundred thousand dollars. But that's a big compliment for him to say that. Cause he's got, he's got more to worry about than what I'm doing. In fact, probably that's the biggest compliment at all of all is that I never hear anything from anyone during the game other than, Hey, we got a birthday, you know, <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> right. who is it that calls that in? It's the head duck, baby. Maddie, I call her Maddie. I call her Maddie the duck now. <laughs> I love Maddie it. the duck. I'll be like, for more information, contact Maddie the duck at double M double E H A N. But I try to carry on a lot of your traditions. I will tell you that Jackson Pass still looked at me when I say Farmer Indell growing children, and <laughs> he'll be in the middle. He'll be in the middle of typing something or writing something down. He'll stop what he's doing and give me the look. You know what I mean? Um, in fact, it. the other I day, here's what's, here's what's even funnier about that. The other day, you know, there's two times you do that pregame. Oh, yeah. And and the first time uh, I did it one night, he wasn't there, but Andy picked it up. <laughs> Andy get, Andy did it. He looked at me and pointed at me when uh, I was like, who are you, Andy McKinney? You know? Well, you but know what? You isn't... and I, well, let me say this. You and I had joint custody of Andy McKinney last year, and I gave <laughs> yeah. it up. I gave it up. You now have sole custody of our child, Andy McKinney. How's my boy doing? unbelievable he's taking it to the whole another level in fact i mean he's let me tell you if you're in charge of putting stuff into the video board like images graphics um images for a sponsor or like like if we're welcoming a group or something like that andy's the one that's like i don't have an image for that you know what i mean (laughs) he's all over it man and he's he's like i don't have an image for this i need wording for that because he goes over the in fact when i get to the stadium he's like I'll go get the script. You have the script? Like, I don't have the script yet. I just got here. And <laughs> and if I don't run into Maddie when I first get there, I don't get the script. I'm okay with that because it's usually basically about the same type of stuff. But Andy wants that script because he immediately pours through the script and goes to the video board like, okay, do I have a graphic for Nationwide? Do I have a graphic for the church group? Do I have a – you know, yeah, he's all over that. Yeah. Um, so there's no better. I mean, he was born for it. I mean, again, this is a guy that if you looked at me and said, yeah, we found out some background information about Andy. He was actually the special assistant to six U.S. presidents and 14 <laughs> senators. I believe you. I believe you. I would too, man. I love me some Andy, and I hate that I'm not up there this year. But I tell you what, I love that. Uh, that I love that you're continuing to take care of our son. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'll take care of Andy McKinney. You take care of Smiling Scott. Yeah, <laughs> I will do my. Oh, best. little 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 fun fact about Smiling Scott. You know how he likes to visit all the teams, and oh, he's yeah. a fan of seventy six teams. <laughs> well, he's also he's also a low key fan of the Mount Olive Trojan baseball team. What? He wow. actually went to a Mount. Yeah, he went to a Mount. I owe him a, a black uh, Trojan hat. Um, he actually went and saw Mount Olive play at that school in Wilson earlier this year. He was at a game. Wow. And he messaged, messaged me and he's like, man, the, I forget what wording he used. It's one of these hip terms today. Um, or maybe it was like a, a Gaelic slang. I'm not sure. But he's like, he's like, those black lids are fire or something like that. And I was like, I'll get you one. Well, first you had to look it up on Urban Dictionary to make sure what he was saying. I did. Right? Hey, I didn't know what it was. It was, a, but it was a good. It was a. It was a compliment. He was like, it was his way of saying, "I'd like to put that on my shelf next to all of my Oriole hats, you know, and all next to my, next to my Duke hats and my and Ravens hat and Hurricanes." But uh, yeah, but uh, but on the D two level, smiling Scott is a Trojan baby. <laughs> I love his smile. He's got so many nicknames, dude. He's smiling Scott, 
Greg Clemens. Oh, my what? God. What is I forget? Uh, Sweet, Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea or Sweetheart. Yeah, Sweet because of Sweet Pea. Yeah, I mean, he's the son of Kenston. He, he has got so many nicknames, dude. Well, I'll tell you what does it, in my opinion, is just that fantastic pirate look he's got going on. You know, he's just this, that fantastic look with the beard. You know what I mean? And the glasses and the smile. And uh, he literally looks like this is what the winning pirate ship looked like after the sea battle. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just, he has uh, just that conquest look like, and he gets around. I mean, I mean, I don't know how he I does know. it, you know, let me tell you, but, it is insane. I mean, I, I enjoy, you know, of course, as folk, if the folks don't know out there, we're talking about Scott Whittington and I am honored and blessed to date his mother, uh, hot Linda as we like to call her, you know, hot Linda Whittington. And, She's smoking uh, hot. I won't angle out to you. Uh, she is, man. I'm telling you, every morning I wake up, I look over and I'm like, how in the heck is that beautiful woman with my scraggly self? But anyway, that's beside <laughs> the point. But what I do is, uh, you know, at night he'll touch base with her and, it's just neat to find out, well, he's been, let's see, he was at the Duke baseball game today, and then he left that game, and he went to the Carolina yep. Hurricanes playoff game. And then yep. after that, like you said, I mean, he's just everywhere, man. I mean, you talk about a, a true sports fan. Scott freaking Whittington is a true sports fan, that's for sure. Yeah, and I just get the impression they're like, Duke security. Oh, smile <laughs> Scott, later, man. Yeah, I mean, he's like Harlan Neal. I mean, those guys could could just walk into the stadium, right into the MVP, right into the VIP, and and uh, the instant we got your press, we got your pass. I mean, he has like a permanent pass. I mean, next thing you know, it's like I went to a Duke game. You're on the field with the coach. <laughs> well, here's what's that? crazy, man. He knows everybody too. The kid's 23 years old, 24 years yeah. old, however old he is. And it's from, you know, dude, I don't even know if you know this tonight. He used to be the bat boy for the Down East Wood Ducks, dude. He was a bat boy for, what, their first three years of existence. And, That's uh, amazing. It is. And he used to do it for, uh, or he continues to do it. Well, not bat boy, but works when we have the Freedom Classic in with the Navy and Air Force. And, dude, he knows, he's only, and I know how well you know George Whitfield, too. He's like a young George Whitfield, okay? I mean, it's I can crazy. All the numbers. I, it's so funny, man. I got to tell you this. Had dinner last night with our good friend Craig Hill, uh, who is going to be a 2023 inductee into the Kinsella North County Sports Hall of Fame. But, wow. Uh, but Linda and I had dinner with he and his uh, his lovely wife, Gina, last night. And uh, we George Whitfield came up. And, dude, you know this as well as anybody. You're a Wayne County guy. George Whitfield knows everyone. I mean everyone. He, he was he telling does. me stories about uh, – Coach Hill was telling me stories about how – uh, coach Whit or coach Whit was trying to get tickets for somebody to something. So he calls the Toronto blue chase and, wow. and squares it away. And then I shared the story of when we were putting together the uh, hall of fame, I guess back in, uh, I don't know. It had to have been 2009, 2010, somewhere in that range. And he's sitting in my office and in back-to-back -back calls, Shane Albee, coach Whitfield calls Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams. That's amazing. I heard that. I heard that interview. Is he that not crazy? Right. With his little yeah. flip phone, with his little flip phone calls. Yeah. Coach K and and basically, I mean, he's polite to both of them, obviously, but he's like, Coach K, listen, we need some sponsorship money over here for uh, this Kinsley North County Sports Hall of Fame. I know you can help us. We got a couple of Duke guys in here, and you, you hear him, and he's like, Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, Coach K. I'll be. I look forward to talking to him. Then he you need up with, to, We need to help us. You need to help us. <laughs> you need to help us down here. You need to help us. Yeah, he's the man. Listen, people. Few people realize that he had a short stint as athletic director for the then early '90s Mount Olive College, and of course, you know he's a first name basis, rub elbow basis with the legendary University of Mount Olive slash Mount Olive College probably the greatest college president of all time anywhere. Uh, even in the Guinness book of world records, I think at one time for the longest tenure, Burkett, Dr. Burkett Raper, uh, who in my opinion always reminded me of like Ronald Reagan. I mean, these are the kind of guys, man, that they could just pick up the phone. So check, check this Mount Olive, young little NAIA Mount Olive makes the, the NAIA world series in 92. You think they had the money to go? Heck no. George Whitfield funded every bit of that. Wow. He paid the way for them to go to the World Series in, in 92. Well, he well, did that. It's just crazy, man. Coach Witt is just that kind of guy, man. I mean, he goes to the College World Series every year, you know, in Omaha, Nebraska. 
yeah. always brings me back a shirt. I can't even imagine the the bag of and dude. I'm in his list of people that are important to him. I'm probably right around number seventy four, number seventy five. You know, something like that. And I have no problem with that. Don't get it twisted. I mean, me either. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm probably like two hundred and fifty. <laughs> there you go. But, but he's so nice to everybody, man. Yeah. And, I guarantee you right now, right now, Shane Albee, I could call George Whitfield and say, Coach, listen, we're putting something together for the United Way, for the Lenore Green United Way. We really – if is there anything you could do to help us out? You know what he would do? He would write a check. He would he would probably drive it over here to Kinston and, uh, and do what he could to help out. He is that kind of guy, Shane. Let me tell you, you should see – now, bear in mind, I've been a public address announcer for – over 20 years. I mean, when you look at my resume, you'd be like, wow, this guy's, you know, he knows his way around the press box. Let me tell you something. When I got on that panel, when I was up on the panel, cause I was the MC of the Wayne County hot stove banquet. I was on that um, panel with rooster Naron, Johnny Naron, Jerry, Jerry Naron. Um, these are guys, I mean, that, and then, of course, George Whitfield's a part of that and Roger May. And these guys have been around the game for 60 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? These guys have been around. These guys could tell you what baseball was like in eastern North Carolina in the 40s and 50s and 60s. You know what I mean? And it's just – and and it's so funny. I'm sitting there and, and Rooster and Aaron, man, you talk, these guys, man, they, they know – they know everyone. I mean, they knew Clyde King and Yogi Berra. They knew all, a lot of those guys on a – hey, Yogi. You know, this is how, how they are. And uh, here I am – Showing Rooster and Aaron, I've got, hey, man, check this out. These are the walkouts for the University of Mount Olive baseball team. And I've got their list, and I've got to edit this guy's song. It starts at 21 seconds. And his guy, eyes got real big. You know what I mean? It's almost like past meets present. His eyes got really big, like, you got to do what? <laughs> and I said, because there was no walkout music back then. And uh, he looked at me and he says, man, let me tell you, when we were coming along, it was an honor just to put on the uniform. <laughs> See, I figured you would say, like, you remember in the movie Titanic, how they had the guys playing the instruments? That That's yeah. what they had when they did their walk-up. They had the guys playing the violins or whatever. Now, that would be well, awesome, know, right? Oh, you know, what's funny. I actually think that way. I'll be like, I think like, you know, I, I walk up to people like that and be like, well, if you'd had a walkout song back then, what would it have been? You know what I mean? And it would have been really cool if you'd have been like, well, I just want to go, you know, like, like, for example, like now, you know, I, I'll play something, a cute song when someone gets caught stealing. Well, what would I have played back then? You know what I mean? Um, for that type of stuff. Or what would I played for mound visits back then? But it just would have blown their away so i know it's it's taken a lot of get getting used to because but that's how it is in college baseball when you especially an elite d2 that's in competition with schools like unc pembroke and north greenville and that school in wilson and they're not coming there to serve you tea and crumpets north greenville the number one team in the country for most of this year said in an interview on twitter before they came to Mount Olive, they're like, yeah, I got a big series coming up with uh, Mount Olive this, uh, this weekend. Uh, any words on that? And they're like, yeah, we know it's a tough place. We know it's a tough place to play. Well, why do you think it's a tough place to play? <laughs> well, because I make it a tough place to play. I make it go. a tough place to play. Okay. Well, you got to explain this to me. And I'll tell you, we'll get to, back to UMO in a minute. Cause I want to find out where they're at and all oh, that. Yeah, big series. Start the oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, what home troubles we've had some home difficulties this i know year. i'm what like one and six i've been i was about to say i've been to four games and we're zero and four in the games that i've been to well let me uh, tell you i can take ownership of a little bit of that i'll give you an example uh the cleanup hitter most of the way for the carolina mudcats or the hated carolina mudcats this series was a gentleman named luke adams well what do you think new style PA announcer was doing to him the whole series? Tell us. Every time, you know it. Every time he, in addition to the boom, 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 let me hear you say well, every time he stepped into the box, you heard Darth Vader say, it is pointless to resist my son. And he was shaking his head. Well, then he hit a couple of homers against us. And let me tell you, <laughs> I, I've never seen a guy around the bases. Uh, I've never seen a guy around the bases with such fervor in my life. I mean, that dude, he crossed that plate. Like he had just won the lot, like just won the super bowl, man. I swear. Wow. But I will tell you, there's a lot of that. I mean, cause they told me, you know how I am. They, Mount Olive told me going into the North Greenville series. Don't 
don't say anything on Twitter. Don't, don't give these guys, don't rile them up. Don't do anything. Just let us play the game. You know, so I didn't, I didn't want them to be like, cause that's what they did one other time. They took some comments they made and they like made it their banner. You know what I mean? They went like had t-shirts made like sugar Shane said this, you know what I mean? So I was like, so it can work against you when you get these guys fired up, you know, they'll, they'll put it on their, they'll drape it over their shoulders and go to battle with it and, uh, or put it on their, or print it out and put it on their bulletin board in their locker room. That's what they'll do. So, but at the end of the day, it's really about entertaining the fans because they come there to be entertained. I mean, yep. they yep. love baseball, but they come for the fan experience. And that's really what I'm trying to do is, is, um, in, just make the fans because it's not long. I mean, you with the pitch clock, the games go fast, and so you really want them to have to come there, have a nice cold beverage like the folks do in C- Section Five and <laughs> the rowdy, the rowdy bunch in Section Five. And oh, and I got a quick Dory story before we go. I want to tell that story, but don't let me get that no, off. No, 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 go ahead and hit it now, man. We're we're all over the interstate this morning. Let's let's let's, sw- let's, sw- let's swerve three lanes over and get this one. This is why I don't drive for Uber. Um, so the other, so I'm doing a, I'm doing a softball doubleheader. And remember, Dory Hines, he's a basketball coach. He's the best at what he does. He's known me for a long time. Yeah. But like a lot of coaches, they really don't know what we really do. You know what I mean? So the other day, it was so, so funny. So every time there's an athletic event at probably every college or university, colleges or universities assign a game manager, and it could be, it could be a coach an assistant coach from any sport. So you're, I'm doing a softball game. You could have the lacrosse coach be the game manager. He's the guy that has to escort you out. If you get kicked out, you know what I mean? The game, yeah, the game manager. Anyway, Dory's the game manager last week at a softball doubleheader. Mount Olive is forget who we were playing. Uh, yeah, actually it was UNC Pembroke and we swept them. What? Anyway, Dory, Dory's there and he's, he's, um, we're doing the, uh, the starting lineups and the pregame. And uh, then it's time for our pitcher, the queen, Hannah Killos, taking her warmups. And on comes her um, walkout, which is, you know it, push and Pete, push and push and Pete. Probably heard that a few times. <laughs> anyway, Dory's, Dory's sitting back behind the, the press, the, the scorer's table. He's in the, we're in the second floor of the softball press box. And he's like, hey, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And uh, he's like, yeah, man, who's playing the music? Who's doing the music? And everybody's like, Shane, Shane, Shane. And he looks over at me like, like you're playing the music? And and I looked at him, I said, it's me, baby. I said, I'm a one-man show. And he just kind of looked shocked, like, like you're playing the music? You're, you're doing that? This is so cool. You know what I mean? And I'm like, just like I do at all your basketball games. I was games. about to say, I was about to say, Shane. Uh, anyway, go ahead, continue, continue. No, that's it. I mean, that's just what's so interesting is that they don't realize that in my, like in our laptops is everything. You know what I mean? It's every, like, like all the prep work, everything that goes into it. Like, for example, when we do the dizzy bat race at, at, uh, at the down East wood ducks games, I've got you spin me by the flying lizards, right up, right, right. Edited to the part where as soon as I go, all right, and now it's time for the dizzy bat race. You spin me right round, baby. Right. right just round. like that. Yeah. yeah. Just right to that part. You know what I mean? And then, um, right when I do the, uh, the last call for alcohol, as soon as I go, and your last call for alcohol by the looks of the crowd in here, we're going to need more beer. Just like that. <laughs> Boom. You know what I mean? So I've got a whole, so I work at that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Because I want some, I want the fans in the crowd to be like, hey, that was cool. You know? I love it. And that's it, just, dude. I've always done that. Kind of, that's like, I, I, that's just what I try to, well, get uh, us and I'm always open to ideas too. Anybody has any ideas of what they'd like to hear me do on the, tell me. No, I, I mean, love I'm, it. I absolutely. And how could they do that? I mean, you're all over social media, right? Probably can find, you can find me on Twitter. You can inbox me on Twitter at uh, Brogen Baseball because that's <laughs> yeah, I know. B R O J A N Brogen Baseball on Twitter, and then just inbox me. I think it would be cool because really, the majority of what I do, I get their ideas from other people. Hey, you know what you need, man? You need this. I mean, I get that all the time, and so I'll play it at a game, and see a lot of those sounds. If people go, man, I just don't know about them sounds. He's playing. We'll go to a major league game. You know who has probably one of the best home records slash worst attendance in major league baseball? The Tampa Rays. They're lucky if they get 10,000 fans. Wow. 
But you know what? Their home record traditionally and this year is stupid. They let me tell you, the Yankees will go in there and get their clocks cleaned in Tampa. But you know what it is? A lot of the sounds I have, I get from Tampa. And if you ever, and the Yankees will play Tampa, if you ever listen to a Yankees game on the TV, and I'll jack my, on the MLB network, I'll jack the volume all up because I'm listening to what the Tampa Rays are doing in the background. Do you know every pitch there's a sound? Wow. Every, they keep it going. Every pitch, there's a ding, a dong, a dun, 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 everything. <laughs> and that goes a long way to a tough place to play. Now, imagine if they had the crowds. Imagine if they had the crowds the Yankees get. I listen to the Yankees games. They make a lot of noises, too, but nowhere compared to Tampa. And I'm telling you, they say that's one of the worst neighborhoods to have a ballpark. I see the rants. They need, you know, they should have built a park in Tampa. It had been a lot better. And, and St. Pete's not a good area, but man, do they win at home. Yeah. And it's tough to, it's tough to play there. And that's just, especially growing up a Yankee fan, you know, listening to, I mean, if I've heard it once in Yankee stadium, I've heard it a thousand times, uh, you know, growing up the, the Harry Belafonte's day. Oh, may he rest in peace. May he rest but, in peace indeed. But he lives on in major league stadiums with that. That's awesome. And Listen. I, I play it. Sugar Shane Alvey, we don't get to hear you again back in Granger Stadium until May the 9th. It seems like it's going to be a year from now, but uh, I know, you'll be out at, at UMO. Uh, well, what have they got coming up over the next couple, week or well, so? Well, uh, believe it or not, they have a big series this weekend at UNC Pembroke. Both teams are 17-9 and nine in the conference. So the battle for second place, because UNC Green, uh, UNC, uh, I mean, sorry, North Greenville ran away with it. They're 23 and four in the conference. Um, but the only series they lost was to the mighty Trojans at home. And, um, but they, we took two out of three from them, which was huge. They didn't know what hit them. Um, but that's baseball. And then we go get swept at Erskine. Go figure. But, but, uh, yeah, big series with UNC Pembroke. The, the, the only chance Mount Olive ever has of playing at home on the baseball side is, because the conference tournament will be held down in South Carolina, the only or Gastonia somewhere. The only hope we have is to, or you know, get a regional bid. Okay. Um, and and host um, because there's going to be two hosts in the region, and believe it or not, Mount Olive's like ranked like number five in the region. The the southeast region for the, the Mount Olive, the region that Mount Olive is in is probably the strongest in the country. There's no doubt about that. Um, and it's cause you've got North Greenville and you got us, you got UNC Pembroke, but then you got the sack that's got Lenore Ryan and Wingate, you know, on that side. And then you got the peach belt down there, you know, and believe it or not, 10 years ago, the peach belt would have dominated the, the regional, but now it's going to be conference Carolina sack dominated. And the peach belt will, be, will probably only have one, one team in it, wow. which is unheard of. Yeah. That's and you got, you got a, and you got a team from the peach belt joining the conference Carolinas next year. Young Harris from Georgia is coming into the conference Carolinas and they're ranked in baseball, probably in the top 15 right now. So the conference is getting even stronger and stronger. That's incredible. Listen, sugar, Shane, Albie, our regular Thursday guest, voice of the down East wood ducks, voice of the university of Mount Olive athletics. Love you, my friend. And it's all sponsored by Spence <laughs> Automotive. Indeed it is. Joining us on the Spence Automotive Guest Line. Dude, have a good week. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Look forward to it. There you go. That's Shane Albee, uh, again, from UMO, from the Down East Wood Ducks. And, man, just that little jolt of energy that you need every Thursday morning right here on the Brian Hank Show. Love that guy to death. Hey, let's play the birthday game. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the first hour of today's Brian Hank Show right after that. Today is Thursday, April the 27th in the year of our Lord, 2023. It's uh, Christmas Day to a lot of people today here at Jonathan Massey. That it is. Um, Detroit Lions fans, because um, I never won a Super Bowl <laughs> myself. <laughs> you you should be happy now that you're a, a Jets fan. Uh, I am, but uh, uh-oh, uh, it may be time for me. I think I may be going back to Washington, okay? <laughs> His face just dropped. You just you, you you finally get a team that looks like they're going in the right direction, and you're just like, you know what? <laughs> so is this that, team is too good for me. Is that evil owner out? Yes. Oh, well, but when it's final, I mean, I've been teased before, John Dawson. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm looking right at you, John, when I say that. <laughs> but I've been teased before. And <laughs> you it's look the white dispe- shirt. He looks dyspeptic. <laughs> Let's try to finish that ball. <laughs> Oh, he'll finish. Uh, yes, I will. Uh, but uh, uh, 
Washington. Washington, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got off task there for the a commies. Second. Yeah, the the commies. They're talking about changing the name thank again. God, can you believe the Washington franchise is going to go from that old racist name that it had? Well, they've the already Wa- dropped that. Well, they have, but let me finish. But to the Washington football team and to the Commanders. And now they're talking about within three to four years with this new owner, they're going to probably change the name again. Why would it take that long? You could be done in a day. No, because you got to go through all these trademark things and oh, all this. Geez. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it took Cleveland three years to get from the Indians to the Guardians. Well, that's why I said three to four years. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, but uh, if, if, hear me, John Dawson, if they do change the name or change the name if they uh if it's if little danny snyder is definitely out there's a really strong chance. dude i've given so much of my life to that team dude you know yeah. mm. but you're right the jets now with aaron Rodgers, which that trade was completed earlier this week and uh reigning offensive rookie of the year reigning defensive rookie of the year one of the best young running backs in football so you're saying I shouldn't forsake the New York Jets? <laughs> Go for it. Jets, Jets, Jets. No, it, it, it's on brand for you. <laughs> it really Bring is. the pain. I do enjoy pain, Jonathan Massey, that's for sure. Whatever but, you do uh, in your private time is none of my business, <laughs> There bro. you go. Uh, NFL draft time, which of that will you watch tonight? Oh, I'm probably going to watch picks 1 through 31. Because there's only 31 draft picks in the first round this year. Yeah, so you'll watch all of it. Then. Yeah. Who do you think your boys are going to take? Uh, now, everybody, just to let people know who if they may not know, big Panthers fan sitting here across from me, and you traded up to get that number one overall pick. What do you think? Yeah, I, look, we've talked about it before. I, I like the trade. I don't love it, but they've made corresponding moves that have balanced it out a little bit. I, I Look, earlier this week, some anonymous post on Reddit gets Will Levis from 50 to 1 odds to be number 1 to 4 to 1. Now, I don't think that's who they take. Yeah, apparently Will Levis was going around telling his family and friends that he was going number 1 to the Panthers. Good Lord. I just hope he was drunk. Tell everybody who Will Levis is. He is a quarterback from Kentucky, played with a subpar offensive line, subpar skills group, and has a subpar skill set. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. You know, what do I really know? He's got a big arm. He's a big kid. Uh, didn't wow anybody in the uh, in the combine. But I don't even know he did a whole lot in the combine because I think he was a little banged up. But um, he was middle of the road in pretty much everything he did. Nothing terrible about the guy. But uh, Bryce Young's probably the most talented guy. A little small. Anthony Richardson. John Dawson and I are both taller than uh, Bryce Young, dude. So am I. We're all taller. All three of us, yeah. 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 Um, C.J. Stroud has the highest floor. Mm-hmm. Also probably has the lowest ceiling. But he's a safe. If you want to win right now, bring this guy in. He'll be a good – he'll be a top 12 or 13 quarterback his rookie year. Uh, Anthony Richardson from Florida. Yeah, he is – he's Cam Newton 2.0 yeah. with a little bit better of a throwing motion. Here is what's crazy. Uh, what, uh, three or four days ago, a week ago, they were talking about you. the, the top three picks were probably going to be quarterbacks. And then maybe four out of the top five. That has really devolved. I mean, I still think number one overall. I mean, I think the Panthers are going to go. Oh, yeah. You don't trade up that high to take a defensive end. Exactly. Exactly. But to me, it uh, it just – because this quarterback crop is not that great anyway, in my opinion, and in other people's opinions too. I think you have like a one, and then you have two A, B, and C. Yeah. I just – I don't know, man. I mean, if this was a year I was looking to get my quarterback, I think I would try to wait another year. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Caleb Williams is probably yes. going to be the, out of USC, yeah. formerly of Oklahoma. I, I, I really think the Panthers are probably going to take Bryce Young, mm-hmm. whether I like it or not. If he was six one, six two, he is far and away the best quarterback in the class. Mm-hmm. Uh, C.J. Stroud, I think, is right behind him with Anthony Richardson and then Will Levis, a distant fourth. I think it's going to go Bryce Young, either Tyree Wilson or Will Anderson, and then the other. So I think it's going to be quarterback, edge, edge. I love it. I love and it. How about that? Well, what are your thoughts, John? What do you think on the tonight's NFL draft? I like cheese. <laughs> so you're a Packers fan. Got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Well, uh, yesterday, Jonathan Massey, you won the birthday game 3-2. to two. You now lead nine days to four here in April. And as we know, you've already wrapped it up. In fact, tomorrow we're going to play uh, Who Sang It. Oh, great. You've got a good chance to – well, who, who are we kidding? Chance. Here? 
I think I, I've decided, maybe I'll save a little bit of this talk for tomorrow, John, but I think we're only going to give you a quarter point for each one you get. I think and you're Massey, drunk. And Massey gets a full. <laughs> I think you still win. And Massey gets two points for every one that he gets. So what do you think? I think that makes it a Let's little bit more Let's just start fair. doing the birthday game that way for, in my favor. <laughs> uh, no. We don't yeah. do as many birthdays. Well, you've won two of the past five birthday months, dude. I mean, you didn't win this month, but... I came up with a system that might say, you know how you like the little thing where we get upset and say you get nothing? Yeah. Well, I'm going to quit doing no, that. No, 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 oh, yeah. no. I'm, yeah. I'm, work with me here, Katie. Um, <laughs> Katie? If, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm thinking of a merit system where, like, if you get through an entire show without saying anything you know you shouldn't say... <laughs> Have I done that already this or show? Or any 12-second sips, you get a token. <laughs> and for each token you get, that's one you get to do. But wow. if you do any of those things and you get negative points and you have to work your way back up. You know so what you're saying is he's going to owe us. Well, I'm just saying if he, it's like a, you know, like if you're in prison or in a halfway house, you get, you know, points for doing your chores. Well, you know you've made me thirsty now by saying that. Wasn't thirsty one You just one took bit. a sip big enough to knock the Titanic out of dry dock. How can you be thirsty? By the way, can I pick on you for a little bit? We got 2 minutes left in this segment, so yeah. Monday's show, you left in uh you know your little nightmare. We didn't cuss or anything, but you know your nightmare of leaving something in. You left in a because uh, I was listening to it. Did and you hear it say today? it again now? Oh no 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 no! It's not anything I said. I said something. I messed up. I said, "Dude, you're going to cut that." And you said yes. And then I went, "Okay, now." And it went out. Oh, <laughs> why? Well, you know. I think it was funny. I think it kind of gives a behind the scenes mm-hmm. of how well you edit this show. But I did. I mean, anyway, oh, no, I didn't say anything. But I think oh, you maybe, did. It just got cut. <laughs> but I said, uh, you're going to leave that in? You go, no, 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 I'm going to cut it. And I said, okay, well, then cut now. And that went out over the air. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that one got, must have got edited late at night. <laughs> there you go. So, anyway, Jonathan Massey, you won yesterday. Why don't you tell us about our title sponsor, GoEco Office Automation? Well, I can tell you a little bit about GoEco. Uh, if there was an office automation draft, every year, year in and year out, GoEco would be 101. They would be the top pick on everybody's big board because Jock Pasleg and his crew, they run a championship caliber office automation company. And if you want to get in on that action, you just need to give them a phone call. How do you do that? 252. Well, no, no, no. I said, how do you? Brian. <laughs> Mother <laughs> pearl. Okay, what's that number? 252. 252-286-286-53-53-54. Or you can visit their website at goeconc.com or whatisgoeco.com for more information. I like it. Let's do that, John Dawson. Bing, bang, boom. Uh, when I get in the car, I'll call Jock. Remember yesterday, I warned you, you're probably not going to like today's uh, musical selections on the birthday game, okay? Huh. Why well, have I been banned from walking out of the room? I thought that was funny. <laughs> no, it's not funny. I've heard, I've heard people tell me it's fun. Stressful for who? Oh, by the way. It reduces my stress. Oh, I'm not even talking to you now, John Dawson. I'm going to tell you. Guess who's agreed to come on the show? Forrest. Forrest Dawson. When did he has, do this? Uh, we were texting back and forth. And when? He, uh, well, I, I spoke mean, to him a few hours ago. Well, I'm telling you, he has agreed to come on the show. Oh, he's you don't have on. to do a research project. Just tell me no, when you spoke to him. I, I'm trying to say, I want to read. Oh, God. We got thirty seconds left. <laughs> I know. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Forrest Dawson. Oh, okay. dude, I did Let's ask. See, didn't I? yeah, you did. Okay, here we go. You know, I a said, simple. You don't know how much. Okay, wait a minute. A simple uh, Tuesday would do. <laughs> I said, and I hope John told you we want you to come on the show with us. I need you to share some embarrassing stories about John. <laughs> he said it would have to be a multiple episode series. I would be glad to do that sometime. And I said, thank you. This was a conversation held uh, last Thursday, a week ago. So you could have just told me last Thursday. Yeah, well, <laughs> I wanted to tell you what your father said. That's all right, Pop. When it comes time to <laughs> hire, pick out the nurse or the, the, uh, the uh, retirement community, we'll see how that goes. I just thought it was pretty awesome. <laughs> you got to get him a big, burly, manly man? <laughs> <laughs> well, see how this interview goes. I'm very excited. Well, I, here's what I think I'm going to do. I'm not even going to include you in on it. I think Jonathan's going to come over, and we're going to call him and set up the interview and do it. He's not going to be part of the birthday game. He's going to be a the big interview one day here on the Brian Hanks show. Oh, live on the air? Why am I hearing this? Oh, because it's part of our birthday game. <laughs> she was a founding member of this band. Kate Pearson. 
There you go. The lovely and fiery-headed Kate Pearson. What song is this? Oh, boy. Has there been a year already? <laughs> yes. It well, every B-52's band member. I mean, I guess I could play another B-52's song. They do song. have other songs. I know that's what you're getting ready to say. But this is the best one. I don't have enough energy to argue with that. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's good guitar picking right there. I can't hear you. It's too loud. <laughs> That's good guitar picking right there. It's very simple, rudimentary guitar picking. Can you play that? Anybody in here could play that. It's one string. Bold of you to assume we would even know exactly. what string it was. Exactly. Anyway, whose go is it? Uh, it's your turn, Jonathan Massey. Kate Pearson, the lovely and fiery-headed singer of uh, the B-52s. 72. You say 72? No B-52s. They had some good songs. I mean, they're, they're a greatest hits band. I don't think you really need their albums. I sure do. Uh, so, this so, song is so distracting, it's hard for me to form a sentence. What year did this come out? Do you remember? 80, 78, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, you split it right down the middle. It was 1979. Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, 71. You said 72. She was born April 27th. Hold on. Listen, you can hear her. That's so awesome. Uh, she was born uh, April 27th, 1948. So she's 75 today. So who got that? I didn't. That was John? the other woman, by the way. Oh, was it? Yeah. I, you know I was. So I was. We're running out of time because I went. We went long on our little thing. No, I was going to pull up uh, Peter Griffin doing. Uh, no, I will walk out. <laughs> just so you know, that one's Death to America and Butter Sauce. All and butter right. sauce. <laughs> I actually prefer the Peter Griffin one. Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, uh, hold on. Here, we'll do this song. Oh, Juice Newton. Good. My baby takes the morning train. This is morning train, but no, it wasn't Juice Newton. Oh, excuse me, Sheena Easton. Sheena Easton, who evidently had a relationship with Prince. Did you know about that? Yes. Kind of, I didn't. Did you know that? They had like a little uh, a little role in the, you know. We know it, relationship. relationship. We got it. <laughs> I guess it went biblical. He's, he's determined to make me have to cut something. <laughs> no, no, you no, don't no. want those tokens, do you? I guess I don't. Uh, Sheena Easton. Uh, dude, I've never asked you. I don't think we've done her on the uh, birthday part or birthday She game starred before. as Sonny Crockett's wife on a four-episode arc of Miami Vice season four. So take that. I like it. Lovely, though, right? Well, hold on. She works from nine to five and then... He takes another home again to find me waiting for him. It's too easy, Brian. I haven't heard that song in so long, and I can steal. I mean, it's not like the lyrics are really, really hard, though. How does she look on Miami Vice? Stunning. She got killed, though, didn't she? You have to watch. Every woman he dated on that show got killed except for, like, two. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Sheena Easton over there, John Dawson. 64. You, Dude, how about that? She was born April 27th, 1959. She is indeed 64 years old today. Congratulations there, dude. Thank you very much. Okay, talk amongst yourselves as I, as I get this next artist up here. The thing you said about Sonny Crockett reminded me of this uh, this cat I heard a story about. Oh, yes. actual cat. It was a ship cat. It was on a, a German vessel during World War II. Got sunk by a British vessel. Uh, then it was on the British vessel. That got sunk. Another British vessel picked it up. That got sunk. It survived all three, <laughs> but they retired it from the from service because they said it was a kiss of death. Wow. Well, it is a cat. Yeah, well. Yeah, there you go. Here's our next artist. I forfeit. She was, whatever she this is. She was born Melissa Vivian Jefferson, but we know her better as... Caterwauling putts. What oh. is this? Wheezy. Close. Lizzo. <laughs> uh, what, what was this George Jefferson's last name? This was the... Wheezy. This was... 
This was the Grammy winner for best pop solo performance <laughs> in 2019. <laughs> oh, it gets better. Oh, in God. 2019, John Dawson, hold the side inside the seat so you don't fall out. She received eight nominations that year in the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> he did just fall out of his chair. So, <laughs> Good luck getting I'm up, doing, Grandpa. I'm doing the rest of the show from the floor. Hold on, no, no. I got to get a picture of this, okay? Oh, God. I'm on the floor. <laughs> He's in no position to fight it. <laughs> hold on. No, 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 no. Are, I you got taking, are you drawing a picture? Please. How long does it take? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got. Do I have your permission to post this with uh, Snapchat? Yeah. But that's it. Okay. You look like David Hasselhoff in that cheeseburger video. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, uh, this is Lizzo. Uh, Jonathan Massey. If she were eighty pounds lighter, she wouldn't have a career. Ah, you have said that before. Why do you say that? Because that's her hook. She's obese. If she was normal looking, she wouldn't have a career. Agree. Don't this agree. doesn't sound any different than any other mediocre pop R&B song well, out there I actually right like now. this song. Oh, you would. Yeah, well. Whoa. This is the clean version. Yikes. This is the radio version. All okay. right, that's enough. Okay. We got it. Uh, Lizzo, how old is she today, Jonathan Massey? 31. You say 31. What do you say, John Dawson? 30. Uh, she was born April 27, 1988. She's 35 today, so congratulations there, uh, uh, Jonathan Massey. And hold on, let me get the next song ready. We heard this whole song. How cool is that? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> That's so mean, man. So mean. She'll never be on the show. She can buy and sell me 10,000 times. I'm sure she doesn't care. Oh, here we go. Here's our next artist. He's a co-founder and original lead guitarist for this band. It's not sticks, is it? You're sort of on the right path. You'll get it here. Oh, Kiss. Say it! Lead guitarist was Ace Freely. Paul Stanley's the rhythm guitarist. Yeah, he was known as the Spaceman. It's Ace Freely. He's not on this track. There's no guitar on this track. <laughs> it's a piano ballad with no guitar. <laughs> There's violins. Is that a guitar, Brian? <laughs> no, it's not a guitar. In I his would, opinion. <laughs> Play, was, play Strutter is a great guitar song. Play what? Strutter. Strutter? He makes a face if he doesn't know I've it. never heard of that song. It's on the greatest hits. Okay. I've tried to be I'm, as middle of the road as humanly possible. I'm looking. Well. Strutter, there it is. <laughs> now Ace is on this. Okay. You want to tell us how much an idiot Ace Freely is? We don't have enough time. Okay. Why is he an idiot? Well, he, he was in a band making millions of dollars and just decided to be a flake and start not showing up and then complained about being kicked out. That's the short version. Okay. And then they brought him back, gave him another chance. He's making millions of dollars, and he complains that he's not a full partner. So they kick him out again. So he's not in KISS now? No. Oh, okay. Ace Freely over there, John Dawson. How old is he today? 73. You say 73, Jonathan Massey. Uh, now, Summer, she's a big Kiss fan, right? She's a big Ozzy fan. Ozzy, okay. that's who it is. That's who it is. Okay. 72. He was born April 27th, 1951. So, yes, Jonathan Massey. He is indeed 72 today. See, I would give you credit for being, uh, uh, for John Dawson being close on that, but y'all don't like that. Let's see your token, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't earned one yet. There you go. Okay, so uh, you've already clinched the day over there, uh, Jonathan Massey. Three to one. We'll still do this last birthday anyway. It's a dead person. You will need to break out your uh, calculator. Or an abacus. Mm. Or an abacus in uh, John Dawson's case. Yes, you're right. Okay, <laughs> here we go. He was the winning general for the North in the Civil War, and he was also the 18th president of these United States of America. It's Joe Biden. <laughs> no. Ulysses S. Grant. Ulysses S. Grant. He died in 1885. Well, let's see if that helps you at all. Okay. So, Jonathan Massey, you get to go first. How old would he be if he were alive today, which would be physically impossible? Two hundred three. Two hundred three is your guess, John Dawson. Two hundred. 200 he was born 
April 27th, 1822. He would be 201 today. So I believe you are the victor on that one. Not that it matters because Jonathan Massey already wrapped up the day and he's already wrapped up the month too. But uh, hey, congratulations. You can take a little bit of pride on uh, getting the last I'll take day. nothing. <laughs> that was a free one for you. Thank you. I think. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. There you go. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, local birthdays here today. Did I do that well? Where, you know. I keep it moving. Yeah, yeah keep it moving. <laughs> Hey, happy birthday to Laura Monroe from the United Way. She is the administrative assistant uh, with the Lenore Green United Way. Love her to death. She is awesome. She's actually also started a new business, too. They had a ribbon cutting for it this past Monday. Uh, so, uh, happy birthday, Laura. Also, uh, happy birthday to Isaiah Parson. He is the youngest son of Takima and Tad Parson. He is a point guard for the Kenston basketball team and will be a junior on the team next year. So, if today is your birthday, like Isaiah Parson, like Laura Monroe, like Ulysses S. Grant, give me your impression there, Jonathan. <laughs> Have a great birthday. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow. It won't be the birthday game tomorrow. It will be who sang it, but it will be brought to you by uh, Go Eco Office Automation. You're looking forward to that? You know, you, you dominate who sang it. So Smells like victory, Brian. It does smell like victory. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And again, want to thank our good friend uh, Jacques Passeleg. That's the end of hour one of the Brian Hanks Show. Coming up, Jonathan Massey live on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.